This podcast episode 325. How are you doing today, Zach Watson? Not too bad. How are you doing? Not too bad. I'm doing all right. I can't really mm-hmm. complain. We've got the lights, like little, little, I think they're like six feet Christmas light things mm-hmm. going on. There's one in front of I was going to say, I can see a little bit going on in the background there. Behind there's a the few, beautiful. there's a strand that goes over the top of the bookshelf there. Mm, nice. And it's quite nice. I like it a lot. Oh, it lights um, up the little bird of paradise quite nicely the beautiful the most beautiful lego set to ever bless the surface of this planet Mm. that is in an affordable price range that's quite a quite a statement that's a statement yeah do you think there is a most beautiful lego set um that would define that would depend on your definition beautiful yeah i was gonna say beautiful as in like the object is actually beauty. I mean, the plants would be up there in that definition. Plants would definitely be up there. I mean, you could I'd say like, one. I don't know, as a kid, like the fucking roller coaster or like the biggest airport, mm-hmm. Lego city set would be the most beautiful because you'd be like, holy fuck. But in kid There's version, so many Legos. But in kid voice. Um, I mean, I'd say the plants, the architecture sets uh the coliseum the coliseum is a the cars set. the technic cars the creator cars mm. Mm. yeah let's see is it fair to say all of them i mean yeah i mean it would be fair to say all of them i think they've got a tuck tuck okay maybe set. not that one yeah i don't it's it looks well built and it looks cool but i don't know if i'd put it up there with with beautiful it's a bit of a stretch not that it's bad yeah, but there's a few 500s in there too. Like, you'll, I don't know about that either. Not the biggest fan. Yeah. It's expensive too. I think it's like 150, 160 bucks. It's one of those. I think uh, so it's one of the creator ones. Creator kits. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I saw the so there's day. a lot in it, I'm sure. When I was out, oh, I saw that you? in the uh, the Mustang pass by. Oh, the what's Mustang. the. What's your thought on the Mustang kit? It looked cool. Mm-hmm. It, look, it looked nice, but like. I just feel like it'd be even cool if it was technic, but yeah, no, it looked nice. Yeah, a nice big, that yeah, that would be cool. But I guess yeah, you, you can't have everything, unfortunately. As much as you want it, you can't have everything. Unfortunately, beautiful Lego sets. As a kid, I always thought that the Star Wars. I was never big into Star Wars stuff as a kid. Mm-hmm. I watched the I watched the movies. I was familiar with it to an extent. Evelyn's dad was always really into it, so I kind of learned part of star wars through him um but i always thought the lego sets were the coolest part and i would like draw them in sketchbooks sometimes Mm. what the spaceships looked like oh yeah um and i always fantasized for oh dude this is coming back so clearly right now i don't remember what droid it was but i had this affliction with it was a burgundy colored droid right Uh, like kind of the the same droid type that R2-D2 is. Right. Um, the Coke can shaped mm-hmm. ones, whatever they are, with the dome. Um, and I don't know why, but I had such an affliction with this specific set. I think it might have been the burgundy color that attracted me to it originally. And then I remember asking for it for my birthday and for Christmas. And it was a, it was a ship. It wasn't a, cre- it wasn't a big ship by any means the set was maybe 50 bucks max but it came with this guy that had a lightsaber i don't know who it was and it had this droid that would sit outside the cockpit or whatnot and for some reason it was so yeah that's that's probably the yeah so that's there. that's r4 yes i remember that r4 r4 p17 which um was he not uh obi-wan's droid in the prequels i've got got no idea but i had such an obsession with that set like i could i would see it in magazines like in the lego magazines i would see it in 
the Walmart flyers that would get delivered to the house. And I, I remember asking for it for my birthday and then for Christmas. And I never got it, probably because my parents were like, the only part that this kid cares about in the set is this little droid piece, and he couldn't be fucked with the ship. That one? No? No, I think Not it was bigger. Set? I think it bigger was bigger. For, for some reason. Um, let me... Because uh, that was... That in the in the prequels, that was the droid that's with Obi Wan. So the set was that I was showing was the Obi Wan's fighter from the from from the third movie from um, oh, uh, Revenge of the Sith. I'm just uh, I'm bigger. just scrolling through here too. This one. Maybe it might Maybe be that, that one. one. It might be. Maybe. But that yeah, okay. So it's it's one of those, yeah. It's one of the older ones. Oh. Maybe the old uh what's his name? Obi Wan or something like that. Obi Obi Wan, Kenobi Wan. There can Man. only be one Lenny Vulcan dude is just oh thousand bucks jeez yeah i don't know about that <laughs> i don't know if i'd ever spend that much money on a lego set i shouldn't say that actually oh no no you know what it was it wasn't it's not that um it wasn't that droid it was uh set seven seven five one lego set seven seven five one uh which is ashoka's starfighter oh okay so um so yeah oh shit i'm remembering all of this now <gasps> yeah 2009 that makes perfect sense yeah it was that burgundy color and then it had like these uh limeish green accents on it oh mm. wow i'm having such flashbacks right now but right. for some reason i absolutely freaking love that thing and i was obsessed about it for no apparent reason other than I think I like the color of the droid, mm. which is really Burgundy. weird how something like that can, yeah, burgundy no less. Like, I don't, I don't, I think I have a few burgundy shirts, but I've, I don't think I've ever done anything yeah, prominently burgundy. I don't have an obsession with the color by any means anymore. That's funny because it just reminded me of like uh, growing up when I was really young, one of my top interests one of one of the things i was i loved the most growing up was power rangers Hmm. watched all the old movies all the old tv series had so many of the toys i remember one of the series like in the main series i always liked um the black ranger because it's black so it could have looked cooler in the armor which it is pretty racist when you look back on it because the actor is always the black guy playing the black ranger was it actually? Yeah. Oh. And like, there was an Asian girl playing the Yellow Ranger. And the Pink Power Ranger was always a girl. It was. She was always like very... you know like the 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 popular chick kind of right. Uh, and then the Red strange, Ranger leader yeah. was a white dude, and there's the Blue Ranger. Oh. Um, and then Blue until was probably a true beta, wasn't he? Yeah, and then you yeah. get to like um, the original Red Ranger. He was away for a while, and they had a new Red Ranger, and then when the old ranger came back obviously you couldn't steal the red so they had the white ranger and that was my favorite because mm. he was like kind of he was the, the new red leader ranger, isn't the red ranger like a pedophile like a convicted pedophile yeah or something something or like, like that yeah they, they haven't done too well growing up um but anyways in one of the series i remember in one of the tv shows there was uh there was two rangers i think were bad guys or kind of like somewhere in between and it was a duo, and there was a navy one and a burgundy one, and I always loved those two. And it's for as a kid, it's two weird colors to really like, navy yeah, and burgundy. It's bizarre. But maybe it's because they're like not not that they're not popular, but they're not the main colors that you learn in school. You learn your primaries and your secondaries, and maybe your tertiary colors, but I don't know if they ever really label them as burgundy or navy. Or like maroon or whatnot. I'm trying to find. Uh, seen as like oh, this, here they are. This fancy thing. 
Rocks from the Ninja Storm uh, series. Wait, Ninja is that Storm. the one I'm thinking of? No, yeah, that was definitely the ones I'm thinking of. Um, those those two guys. Oh, with like, the gold armor too. Yeah. Ooh. They're really living it up there. Yeah, I don't know what the names were though. What was their main like point of existence? Uh, I don't know to be honest. I don't remember it. <laughs> Unfortunately, someone's got a wheelie cart outside, and then you just hear this like ear piercing, like a like someone with really shit brakes. Oh, squealing in the That's hallway. It's a bit sus. Living in, li- here's an interesting observation from 36 hours living in a condo. Right. That it's a lot like what living in res is like in college, where everyone like has their own room, everyone has their own space. Nine times out of 10, you keep your door locked. 10 out of 10 times, you keep your door closed. And then when you hear like commotion or people walking outside your door, no matter what you're doing, you always get up and run to the door and look through the peephole to see who's there. Mm. The only difference here, other than the food being a lot better and the living accommodations being a lot better and not shit, is you look outside and it's like, not old people, but other adults and not right. degenerative school children right drunk you can't and you can't smell weed at all right and it's a hell of a lot quieter but the vibe that i get like when i stand at the door and i look through the people at the people walking past in a obviously non-creepy way i'm just trying to get to know my neighbors yeah in as a discreet way as possible it brings me back to like the first year um mentality of being alone that sounds really depressing that doesn't sound very sad um of of being alone and spending spending your own time doing your own things and what you want on your time and then balancing class time around that and then thinking about okay i've got such and such assignment to do I need to prioritize my time here, but I also want to be social. How do I do that? Like I remember uh, maybe end of first semester in first year, like around, around November time, I remember sitting in the lounge room in res and sketching on like a Friday night as people were playing a game of King's Cup and I was like passively participating while still sketching, trying to get stuff done for Catherine's because I knew that I had, I knew that I would probably be out of commission for half of the next day from whatever happened in the evening and then thinking, oh, I've got to do this and this and this. I've got to do that that stupid wood toy. And yeah, it was just strange. Had that moment of recollection and realization this morning where i was like oh kind of feels like i'm back in college in a really weird way but not but not not at all which if it was the case going back to college would be a bit spooked yeah very sad yeah sure fortunately it's not not an issue anymore but if if it was whole different story altogether but that's not a ow just a little hurt my hand on the mouse there but that's not a not an issue that we have to worry about anymore if you could go oh this is about to be a deep deep question about going back in time maybe okay if you could go back in time to the start of first year but instead of living in uh, woodlot and you had a place in res what do you think you would do differently being a a little bit closer to the school b being around just more people um 
Or do you think you would do anything differently? I don't think I would have done anything differently, to be honest. <laughs> you would have been the guy that only comes out of his room like two times a day and both of those times are to go take a shit. Yeah, probably. Nothing wrong with that. Probably. Maybe I would have known more people. I think it'd be possible. I think it would be hard not to know more people, but I don't think I would have really changed. I, w- I don't think I would have. It would have been any different, though, to be honest. No. You you know more people, but it's kind of like those people that have 2,000 Facebook friends and they know maybe 10 of right. them. It's like, oh, I've seen your face before. I see it every day, but like, I don't know who the fuck you are. I have no idea really who you care. are. I don't know your name. I don't even know your last name. Right. And then you get, you get used. To, it's not muscle memory, but it's just like visual memory. You get used to seeing people's faces and associating them with a specific place. Mm. And then like that happened to me where there was people that would live in res in first and second year who I knew simply by association of living in the same building. Don't, don't still to this day, don't know their name. Don't know what floor they lived on. They didn't live on my floor. And then, um, and like would only ever see them around the building. And then all of a sudden out of nowhere, as when we're in fourth year, one of them must have lived on our street or the next street over. And occasionally we would pass by this person as we're walking to school or they're coming back and we're going to school. And I'm, and it's just weird, like ca- catches me off guard in the moment. I'm like, what are you doing here? Like you're supposed to be at res. And then totally throws me for a loop. And I don't know where I'm going with that, but that's, that's, that's where my, that's where my brain ended up. If I could go back, I would try and be social with more ID people than I was at the moment. Yeah, that would be like, nice, I think. Make first year a bit more tolerable. <laughs> yeah. Because Ben, Ben Rob lived on the floor above me. We actually lived like pretty close in, in proximity to where our rooms were, just on different floors. Um, and I knew that he lived there. I just never made the effort to go up and say hi mm-hmm. or to talk to him in class and say, you should come and hang out on my floor because my floor is better. Let's right. be friends. Right. It took until like you. third year for that to happen. Maybe end of second year. It's pretty sad. I'm trying to remember when. Oh, it would be so nice if we could recall the first interactions that we had with each person. I, mean, I can probably remember a couple, but yeah, it'd be nice to know. Any, all. any, any that come to mind? Hmm. I'm sure there's a few. I mean, obviously Chad being the first person I talked to you. Mm-hmm. You, I think, being sitting beside you in Catherine's biz comp. Oh, yeah. Totally forgetting. Second semester. Because I just remember we had to mark or render some sort of product. And you were mm. just whipped out like 18 different fucking yellow markers. And I just look oh, over and there's right. a giant yeah. yellow thing on your page. Um, <laughs> Will, oh, I think yeah. I remember. I don't know. Ex- actually, I don't know exactly the first time talking to Will. But I remember the first time, I think, having a conversation with Will, like just me and him. And he was telling me about Abstract. Oh. Which I was how sweet how he was. He was like, hey, dude. He, only, he didn't know that much about me. He knew I liked like cars, I think. And he's like, there's a series on Netflix called Abstract. It's a design thing. And there's a car episode. And I think might like the other episodes too. I was like, I'll check it out. And I did. I was like, oh my God, this is amazing. Wow. Yeah. I didn't, I, I, did, I did know that because I knew that you told me, but I didn't know that that was the first time or one of the first times that you spoke to him. That was like the first time I spoke to him. Like we were walking to get a coffee, I think, in a group of people. But me and him were at the back. And it was just a conversation between me and him. Wow. That was the first time. And then I don't remember exactly when and where the first time talking to Seb. I just remember in that first conversation, we were both like, we should probably be friends because we're the only two here <laughs> that really like cars. <laughs> we should probably be friends. So I remember, I can recall the first time that Yourself, myself, Sean, Seb, Chad might have been there too. Um, and I have a feeling there was one other person there, but I can't 
place a face to who it was. And I remember the first time that I got a coffee with everybody and like we went out to uh, one of the cafes on campus, one of the little food stops yeah, um, to get a caffeinated beverage. Java Jazz? Java Jazz. And I got a Colombian mocha something like that flavored or was the blend of coffee that i got and then i put a crap ton of milk in it because i'm a satanist Mm -hmm. and not saying that you're a satanist if you put milk in your coffee it's just it was a bit too much yeah um i can remember that day clear as anything i'll tell you what the weather was like outside unfortunately i couldn't tell you what i was wearing but it feels like a memory that I would associate it with knowing. I have a feeling it was maybe a burgundy shirt. And I used to have a pair of like those tan colored chino pants. Yeah. That I thought were fashionable and obviously like less than fashionable. Um, I looked like a history teacher. Mm. But got the point across. They were pants. They served their purpose. Um, but I got that right. That's, and that's still a memory that sticks out in my mind of... Uh, like one of those one of those firsts in design school and in a design career and i think those those moments of firsts um stick out predominantly throughout throughout time like i can recall the first time being content with a with a sketch that i was doing first time being content with a model that i was building that was also the last time I was content with a model that I was building. Um, first time being content with a paint job. Mm. Content with, like, first time feeling that I understood some level of graphic design. And then that goes into, like, internship stuff. Remember the first time, oh, the first time sending an email to someone who I didn't know asking for something basically saying i have this thing that i need to get made you have the means to make it i am now telling you that i want this make it for me please remember the first time doing that and it took me probably an hour to send that email because i needed i was i overthought it so much i was like i need to make sure that the um that the tone is correct i need to make sure that i'm being super super clear that the grammar is perfect. All the stuff that Catherine and Dennis and uh, Patrick would always tell us that, oh, the you need to be professional and the industry is always professional. And then I think the email, the response that I got was that, okay. I was like, hi, Dylan. Hi, Dylan. Thanks for submitting. Uh, we'll get back to you with a quote. Thanks. And it was like the most copy and pasted formatted thing, yep. simplistic thing ever. And I'm like, oh. Suddenly feel like a little, a little sad, in a strange way. You expected them to type Remember. out a huge response. Thank you, dear Dylan. Thank <laughs> you for your amazing and well-spoken email regarding your search for a quote for your newest project. But we won't be doing anything. We will. We will now begin the initial analysis phase <laughs> of our of our quote development. And we'll follow up with you in as little as one day and in as many as 14 days as to the final monetary outcome of said quote. Instead, they're like, no, we'll get back to you with a quote. And that's like first time understanding that just like different stuff in a weird way. Like sending yeah. sending emails for, for work is totally different than it's almost more like sending a text than anything <laughs> right where you're trying to be quick and concise and to the point but with a text it's a it's not that it's okay if you're more not rude but less polite but in emails typically it's always seen try to try and be as polite as you can because it's like the written typing some for some reason typing something out in an email to send to somebody feels different than writing a text to send to somebody Right. Even if it's the same person, whether maybe that's because the email has the professional context written around it, I don't know. 
that's a that's an interesting observation for me where my brain's a bit scrambled today if you can't tell nice. it's everywhere welcome to the club <laughs> welcome to the club did you do any any cool design shit today uh, i was working on another poster oh oh that like i'm at the point with it where i'm like okay i th- like it should be done and there's a voice in my head saying don't overdo it it doesn't need anything else but then there's also a part of me like you know on the other shoulder being like no you should plaster just so many graphics and so much shit on there and then again the other side's like well we're good we're good you've you've hit the mark that's all it needs to be so i don't know i'm kind of going back and forth with it um what's the photo or what's the poster it's of a or like blackbird poster nice big old nice. blackbird plane that i like it's a cool image what, what about it are you contemplating overdoing well, right now it's basically just uh i kind of thought i was gonna go with a big like a lot of graphics on the page mm-hmm. and then i wrote in in micro grandma extended that's or a bold extended or whatever micro grandma yeah it's sick font you know like micro grandma or grandma okay g-r-a-m-m-a that's grandma. how some people say grandma i guess yeah grandma grandma <laughs> micro grandma mini micro gram grandmother <laughs> bold extended um no it's the it's the i guess it were typeface from um tame impala's currents album Oh, that top where it says currents, it's yeah. and it's a free font. The official font is free. What? Or at least I found it free somewhere. But um, which I have the file, so okay. I can just send it to you anyway. So please. Um, yeah, there's a regular and then there's a bold. Um, oh, I like that. It's actually the one I used for the my mood poster way back when. It's stuff, oh. but I wrote Blackbird in all capitals in like huge and made it basically the full size of the image, and it had nice. it at the top of the image. And then I was like, I'm going to put so much shit on here. And then I'm like, oh, I like the posters I've done recently with the event horizon and the instasis, where it's just a little bit of text right in the middle. Mm-hmm. Nice image in the back. So I I just put it down in the middle, across the middle of the page. It's a huge, just Blackbird. And, you know, it's the image is really cool. I love the, the filter I got on it and everything. The, the grain is just, oh, I love the grain. Then I have this really nice glow to the text, mm. which is in red. Crusty. And across the middle, and that's it. And I was like, I was going to put other stuff, and then there was a part of me like, whoa, 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 this might just this might just be it. This might just how it be. So How I, are you going to determine whether or not that's it? I'm going to stare at it for another hour and be like, hmm. Because <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking like... uh Originally, when I had the text across the top, and I was like, "Okay, well, I kind of bounce out by doing some stuff at the bottom." And I was gonna put, I was gonna find like a technical drawing of the plane and then use that as a little icon graphic, and have like a little mm-hmm. world graphic next to it and have that in red in the bottom somewhere, like I've done in some of my other posters. But I couldn't. I found a lot of technical drawings, but none of them that were a big enough resolution that I could get rid of the oh. background. <laughs> um, is it on? Is the Blackbird on Dimension? Holy fuck, I didn't even think about that. Because it's been forever since I've used that site. I didn't even fucking think about that. Give me a hot second and I'll let you know. (laughs) I didn't even think about that. That might be, yeah, that would work. But but I was going to do that. And then I, once I moved the text down to the middle, across the middle of the page, I'm like, that's kind of like what I'm feeling. Like, that's kind of it. I don't want to, you know, bastardize the image with a shit ton of graphics that are unnecessary, you know. Bastardized. I'm trying to, like, force myself out of a comfort zone where, like, going back to actually, actually, this is a good segue. Going back to what we were talking about yesterday about the, you know, immature kind of mindset towards design. Mm -hmm. And, like, when I think of, like, graphic design, I... I think of it as one of the most mature things is being comfortable with leaving white space and knowing when to leave white space or empty space. I don't mean just white, but like not 
and with with you know graphics on posters and stuff it's very easy for you know i see a lot with that people just go crazy and every inch of the image is covered by some sort of text or logo graphic icon whatever you want to call it um Mm -hmm. which can be its own style and that's cool i like that style too but i'm kind of trying to force myself to keep it really simple and just accept that i'm gonna have you know a little bit of text or something and then just leave it Mm. keep it nice and clean like that um you're practicing that restraint right trying to (laughs) it is tough you look at you're like i kind of i want to put other stuff and then i'm like Mm. and like i don't need it the last few posters i did i like that are just very simple um Hmm. so i have a like i can i can relate to that with with work whenever whenever we're doing a sketch for a concept or something that we're going to show to a client or a customer it's always done typically always done by hand and then it's rendered digitally in photoshop um so it's just black and white line work and then simple colors like i'm talking if it's wood maybe it's and 99 percent of the stuff is all wood and wood's not glossy or shiny in the way that the way that we do it is it's a very flat finish we're just staining the wood and a lot of the precedent renders that we that have been done is just a flat filled color and maybe some of it has been erased slightly Mm. so that maybe a third of it has been kind of reduced in a faded opacity just a little bit just enough so that you can there's a bit of a hint of form, but all in all, it's it's a pretty flat rendering style. Most of the form and proportion comes from the underlying sketch itself. But me, coming from Humber's traditional, traditionalized background, and Bruce in the back of my head always thinking, saying, you have your values one, two, and three. You always have your values one, two, and three. You have your your lights, your darks, and your midtones. Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking that all the way through. And then thinking of the same thing about um, like when it comes to rendering transportation stuff or even thesis stuff that I had done was always okay, contrast and shadows and light and this and that. And a lot of the stuff that we had to do, think back to first year when we were practicing chrome we were practicing glossy plastics most of the time i was gonna say it's i feel like everything we always did was high gloss plastic yeah and even the rendering stuff that a lot of us did was typically highly reflective yeah so that's just subconsciously been in the back of my head this whole time and for the first two first two projects that i did rendering for and color work for on top of the like as well as the sketching part, it came out and everything was just looking super glossy and shiny and plasticky because I wanted to add more to it because I thought that or I'm, I was in the mind space of the more work that I can do on it, the more that I can make it seem visually complex, the better quality render this is going to be, mm. which is not necessarily the case. And that's been one of the biggest... Um, hurdles that I've that I'm in the process of overcoming at work it's all part of that learning curve and a learning curve isn't necessarily something that is transpired in a month it could be a it could be two years but I did a render the other day or last week as a practice one and took an existing sketch of a playground that had been rendered and brought that into Photoshop, color dropped, or I dropped the thing Mm -hmm. in Photoshop and created a little swatch on the side of my, on the side of my line work and used like the light shade, which is like a light caramelly brown color, then a dark shade, which is a bit more burgundy, and then a shade of purple for shadows. Just use those three. I'm like, I'm only going to use those three. Sure enough, once I put those three on, I'm like, oh, let me just, I'm just going to do one thing. I'm just going to create a little gradient brush stroke thing. I'm just going to make this mask and then 
put a brush in there. And then before I know it, I'm getting carried away and I'm like, right. whoa, 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 stop. Three colors. That's it. And it's like intentionally holding back the restraint. I want to do more and I want to just put more on it, but I don't need to. Yeah. Because ultimately that's like just extra fluff, extra icing on the cake. And I like icing on my cake, but I don't like a lot of icing. I don't like an abundance of icing. See, in the actual like cake. analogy of food, I would love a lot of icing personally. But but would you love so much icing that you could bite into it and only get a mouthful of icing? Possibly. Sometimes. All right. Possibly. But that's just me. That's 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 the pre-diabetic in you. I know, exactly. That's just me liking <laughs> sugar. But but no, I no, I I see what you mean. And that you know it's it's easy because especially when we're wor- worrying about like what other people think of the work because mm-hmm. the biggest fear of what we would do or like say in your position would be like get feedback by someone and they're like, Oh, you haven't even done much. Right. Cause yeah, it doesn't look, that's, that's what the that's fear it. is. Right. Like not that I really, I don't actually give a shit what someone thinks about the poster I post on Instagram. So for everything I've posted, I've always been like, yeah, people might think it's lame. And then I've always got random people that start following me and like it or comment something and everyone likes it. And I'm like, okay, the, well then the best part. See like any cool shit that's like simple to us to mere mortals is awesome. Right. <laughs> so it's like, mortals. no, I'm joking, but like, you're right though. But the fear is like, what if someone's like, well, it's just, you just did an image, put some text across the middle of the screen and added no, and added like some noise to it. And like, that's it. Right. And you're like, God, they're gonna think of like it's easy or whatever and it's like well a this is i did what i wanted to do this is like kind of for me right this is what i did something that i would want on my wall but also like to someone who actually is in designs i think they would they know the difference between you haven't done enough work or you've thought about it well enough so you don't have to do as much work mm. you know could be worded better but you know what i mean there's a difference like with bruce like you know if 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 we did something like that and it was more simple Mm -hmm. right like it wasn't like fully like oh we didn't do you know three different shades of blue for a car render and then we also went over some like gray to darken up maybe some black and we also went over white highlight and then like you know uh gouache or like gel pen and really add some white and it's all layered and blended. And then that's what everyone else has done. That's what you kind of expect. That's what you taught you. But then you come up with something like a sanguine sick where it literally just leave the white of the page and you have one color, you know, and then you add a bit of gray over top of that color to darken it. And then you just leave the white of the page as the highlight. Right. Mm-hmm. And you're like, people are going to think like, Oh, you haven't done as much work. Like, Oh, quick rendering. It's the lazy way. Cause you're not, you don't have to do as much work. It's like, no, it's the smarter way. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Because you're still getting the same effect with less work, right? And just someone who doesn't, isn't maybe as um, experienced or doesn't know much or doesn't or isn't part of that world, they look at it and they might think, oh yeah, you haven't done as much. But someone who really knows what they're talking about, like Bruce with his experience and his knowledge, can look at it and they don't think, oh, you haven't done any work. It's like, no, I see like you had the restraint to stop it there. Cause you knew that's all you work. needed, mm. you know, like it's, it's funny when, um, like actually shout out to studio Nate, whatever they did another competition. I think it's the semifinals now that just got voted for or yesterday, I think, oh, or something cool. like that or last week, whatever it was delayed a bit, but, um, it remind me of that. I'm looking at it. I'm like, you know, I really wish they had actual designers like just for one competition, actual designers voting who goes through. Mm-hmm. Cause I see some and I'm like, well, hey, you're just copying the design studio and eight design language. Like that's, yeah, it's probably decent because you've copied what they do, but like, it's kind of boring, but also it's like mm-hmm. some of them are so crowded. And I'm like, yeah, just yeah, some people like we're talking about again, actually is another good side with what we're talking about with the whole more is better. People are like, oh, yeah, more, more. He's done more work, so therefore it has to be better. When reality, a lot of time is, if you've done 
all this work, you've made it worse. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, just because you've done a lot of work doesn't mean it was productive, right? How many times do we deal with that with staying up, pulling all nighters and stuff, right? Where like you and I, when I would finally get on your fucking time management train at Woodlot and we would be so efficient that we could have Friday nights off or have a day of the weekend off. I mean, we still didn't. We still got shit done. But we would like go to bed at like before 10, come in in the morning, ready for class at eight. And there'd be people, you know, some of our buddies that stayed up all night and haven't slept. Right. Mm -hmm. And it's like, yeah, technically they've been awake all night. They've they've had way more time. They've spent way more time on it, but it wasn't productive time. So it's worse. And it's, you know, it's having that restraint of knowing like when to stop and being confident like, hey. People who actually know will know mm-hmm. that I stopped it here on purpose and not because I'm like, oh, can't be bothered. Or, you know, because you like don't want to just spin your wheels unnecessarily because no. there's no point. You're wasting your own time, your own energy, your own resources if it's physical stuff, even down to like marker ink. You're doing a bunch of doodles trying to figure something out, but you're not actually trying. You're simply putting the pen on the page or putting the marker on the page and just making stuff up but you're not focused you're not intentionally trying to get an outcome that's a waste of a resource right wasting the paper and if you do that consistently then it starts to add up and if you're doing that in the excuse me in the context of project specific work then it's just a great way to completely blow yourself out and dig yourself a ditch that's pretty hard to climb out of. Yeah. You know? Yeah, and that's like... like we, we would see it with friends at school. They yeah. Would, they would do that to themselves. Right. Especially in that case, or like in your case with work, like why waste the time, the extra time, if you can mm-hmm. achieve what you need to achieve with less time? Mm-hmm. That's working smarter, right? Like that's... That's design, right? It's being efficient. With my case exactly. with the posters, like, well, I'm not pressured by time. It's not even like a whatever. It's it's not that important, but it's just interesting of like that mindset of trying to force yourself to be like, okay, no, I've gotten to the point where I'm like I'm I feel like I'm confident with leaving the space open. Mm. You know, which is it's weirdly scary. <laughs> right. You it's have to be so really easy. confident in it. To just leave it, let it be. Yeah, and that's the thing. It could be, you know, it could be, yeah, you, you've stopped the right, it's intentional. You've stopped the right place. Or, yeah, it could look like, oh, yeah, it's just unfinished. Mm-hmm. It's scary, but it's interesting. But you won't know that until you take the moment to step back from it. Not exactly. And you could come back and revisit it tomorrow, for example could revisit it tomorrow and say, oh, yeah, no, it does need something more. In which case, then you go about trying to resolve what that is. Or you could look at it and say, no, that's that's it. That's all I need to do. Mm-hmm. That's that's how it should be for this particular point in time. Yeah, and I, I think that that's... Today. I'll, similar, similar type thing. Yeah, I'll pull it up later after we're done because mm, yes. um, I'll show you anyways. But I think, yeah, I'm going to pull it up and be like, yeah, I think it's it's good. It's just a small little practice poster, anyways. Like, who the fuck cares? Like, I'm not like the repetition that the more the more of that that you do, and the more you practice restraint, the more that restraint becomes intuitive. Yeah. Yeah, I like that. The more that you practice restraint, the more restraint becomes intuitive. Intuitive restraint. That's what should be emphasized and focused on. More in school, I think, is intuitive restraint. Understanding what that means and understanding why it's important. And that perfect that perfectly bookends yeah. yesterday's talk. Yeah. That yeah, that's kind of yeah, that sums it up, I think, really well. Fuck me. The problem is it's hard out. to like I mean it, You almost can't teach it. You have to No, because it's through you experience. Have to do too much. You have to do too much for a long time. Mm-hmm. Right? It's like drug addicts. 
you you gotta you gotta push like I don't know, it's kind of like a car reference. It's kind of like if you were driving like a car on a track, right? And to be really in control of that car, you have to know its limits, right? So you can know how far you can push before you fucking put into a wall and kill yourself, you know? Mm -hmm. You got to be right in that limit, but you don't know what that limit is if you don't fail a few times and spin off. Right. Otherwise, you'll never know if you're actually getting close to the limit or not. So it's like you got to really push it and just overdo it all the time. To the point where you just it is a bit too much or whatever. It's just past the line enough for you to be like, OK, now I see where I can back off or where I can work in between, you know, mm-hmm. and still make it just like, yeah, OK, I'll be I'll be effective. OK. Yeah. Yeah, it's intuitive. I like that intuitive restraint. Yeah. And that is what it is, right? It's like, mm-hmm. it's not like, kind of sounds like, oh, it's a fancy pretentious way of saying, I can't be bothered, so I'm gonna end it here. <laughs> Which is like, I can see that as like an almost designer artist memes, where it's like, you know, um, trying to think of another example, but yeah, like, other designers call me lazy. Other designers call me boring and not willing to put in an, in enough effort i call it intuitive restraint yeah it's when you see something that's really weird and there's like no it's artistic expression mm. you know bsf is just artistic expression you know it's like yeah bs but yeah i mean that's what it is right like instead of just and that's a difference i think you can see between people who are starting out or don't know what they're doing and they leave white space and it doesn't look right Mm-hmm. or they overdo it and then you see someone who like like good graphic design and there's tons of white space and it just yeah, feels right yeah. feels right on the eyes you know you just look at it and you're like yeah you don't question it it I'm just looks good that's that just gives you a happy feeling yeah inside. and that's that like they know that they can leave that space there uh-huh. they don't need to fill it up with shit you know They've controlled that space. mm, Control. The space hasn't controlled you where it's like, you got to fill me up with random garbage. (laughs) Which I, it's funny because like, it's even funny like with my poster aesthetic, like I, when I started, I saw a lot of people on Instagram that I really liked that I was like, okay, Mm -hmm. I want to take inspiration and do what you're doing where it's, yeah, you're filling up like 95% of the screen with stuff. Yeah. And I like that for a bit. And I still see it every once in a while. I'm like, yeah, no, that's cool. Like, I'd have one of those posters up somewhere. Or I would have that, you know, for something. But then now I've seen more people where it's like, you let the image breathe. And you kind of have a few words or only one word or little graphics just over top of it. And I'm really liking that style right now. So, you know. I think there's there's ways that it can be done. Like Aaron Draplin has a poster on his website. Um, I think the poster is called Pretty Much Everything. And then it's like as a part of a series where it's titled like Pretty Much Everything Up To a specific year. And then mm. another version will come out Pretty Much Everything Up To blah, blah, blah. And then it's the different stuff that gets worked on between right. then and there. And most of it is the stuff that's actually on that monster blanket. That right, yeah. But... Obviously, a lot of the stuff on the blanket has been enlarged for the purpose of making the blanket. That'd be a call. Unless you use it a lot, I was like, that'd be a cool wall piece. I've thought about it. I've thought about just hanging it out yeah. on the wall. But the problem is that it's so freaking warm. Yeah, you want to use that it. I, that I use it. Yeah. That I use it a lot. Um, right. But I've considered purchasing the pretty much everything poster as a Christmas present or as a, like an end of the year present for myself. Um, and hanging it on the wall here as a piece of design focused mm. art stuff because I like that. I like that. Too. And I love having my art up in a space, but I want to have, I want to be inspired by other work that's not just my own to help influence my own stuff. Right. And obviously, such an affliction with field notes and everything and Draplin himself that I think it's fitting and it's appropriate. Um, but that's an example of a thing where there's like there's almost 600 odd logos 
on that one poster. Wow. And yeah, there's a lot going on, but it's done in a tasteful way. It's done in a proper way where there's hierarchy and there's a system to it and it's pleasing to look at. But if you were to get 600 symbols and pull a, uh, what is it? What is the design thing called? The design studio in eight. Yeah. And do, do like a submission for studio in eight where kids are plaster, plastering 600 odd graphics of whatever onto something. It's very different. It's the same yeah. thing. But it's a different application. It's different. Yeah, no, it's when you see the posters I see sometimes that are just like cram full, it's not like I'm showing you all the work and I'm putting it together in a tasteful way. It's like, here's a cool poster I'm making. Look at my new vector pack I just bought and downloaded. I'm going to show you everything that's in this pack that I have. <laughs> Look at every new toy I have. And then they put on one image. And it's like, mm-hmm. bro, you can relax. So you can put like two of those on and save those for another time. It's okay. Yeah, right? that's I like you can just put that. one thing on. That's cool. You know, it's like the guy that would always. It's like people that wear too many necklaces. Oh, or they buy the whole like color range of Copics, and then like every piece they do is multicolored because it's like I have to show every color I have. It's like, dude, no one cares. Like, yeah. Or you are, you consistently mention the fact that your girlfriend buys you the one of the seventy two sets of Copic markers, but you can't render oh. for shit. And you can't sketch for shit. For a second, I was like, draw for shit. I was like, why does it sound familiar? <laughs> where are you going and with And I was this? like, oh. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I got you. Yeah, I see what you're saying. You say, like, you can have all the markers in the world and still be the shittest renderer ever. Yeah. Or you could have three markers. You could have one marker and render better than someone who has 72 markers. Yep. It's all about intuitive restraint. Yeah. I like that. That's beautiful like it i'm gonna cry i'm gonna have to write that down as a graphic idea (laughs) and i can envision that as a t-shirt if there's like you know what would be kind of of funny is if i made a poster that said that but was like the opposite and you filled it up with shit yeah (gasps) please please can you do two versions one where i could do legitimate intuitive restraint and then one where it's not yeah i could do that I'd put that up. I'd print that at Staples or something and get it up in my in the in the condo here. That'd be dope. I will. I'll think about it. Actually, I'll do that. That'd be kind of cool. That'd be hot. Yeah, I just randomly thought to you real quick when we were talking about that. I was like, "But shit, you'd want on your wall." I was like, "Man, you know what'd be funny is like you know those cliche posters you would see in an office space or like in schools in like grade seven, eight. Remember like where it's like hang in there and it's a kit. Yeah, or it's like teamwork and it's a skydiving." people skydiving holding oh, hands right yeah 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 and it's the same font it's the same like little skydiving note right? and it has a little description or something and it's this like fucking stock image photo right? it'd be funny to do like use an image that we took at school like one of the clear room oh. or something and make it look like one of those mm-hmm. make it like ironic like that oh i like this or it's meant like to just this. be like a satire of those types of shitty like motivation posters. Oh yeah. I think I have a photo of John eating a burger. That would be good. Just like balls deep in a burger. I feel like that would be a not literally, figuratively, obviously. But I feel like that would be a great I don't know what you would caption that, but <laughs> hang in there. <laughs> hang in there. <laughs> oh no, you know the best one? There's Ben robinson yeah he's got his face in his hands talking to talking to maha and the guy looks so sad he looks so tired hanging i was gonna say i yeah that would be perfect i was gonna say too bad we don't have an image of one of the best moments with me bus shelter that iconic moment that you guys always describe about me being in between the two that image would have been perfect where it says teamwork just frame it like that <laughs> oh That'd i wish good. i wish i documented more first year for that specific reason yeah just to see you i i remember you i was working in the main shop area i remember you coming in and this is as we're like starting to yeah to talk and act on a social level now right and because I'm curious and I want the gossip on what's going on. I was like, 
hey man, like how, how's it going? You do the classic, how's it going thing just to strike yeah. up conversation. And you're like, oh, it's fucking shit. It's going so bad. You said that you're like, old mate came in here and worked for about 20 minutes and then said they were tired and went home. I'm like, 20 minutes? Didn't even last 20 minutes. Yeah. Sure enough. You were just, I've never heard a man more defeated in my life. That was, yeah, it was a dark times. Like, dark times. I'm sure you won't even, you won't ever be that sad again. No. That depressed again. No, that was like, oh. That's peak. You could go through divorce and be more happy than you were in that point. In time. That was, oh, that moment, man. That was something special. The worst. The worst. Definitely, special. definitely an iconic moment. One for yeah. the ages. I think to, to, to round it off, how we started, that's one thing I would change. Went back is to document first year more. Good call. I think that'd Good be call. a cool thing. To have moments like that, you know, because then we could really look back and like, oh, my God, this is the like day we went to go get coffee together the first time ever. You know, that's why I like Snapchat memories, because every now and then I'll right. actually most times I'll be blessed with something gold. You recovered. I, in I get excited dust a year ago today. <laughs> <laughs> then I get sad because I know that's not going to happen anymore. Eh, you never know. A long time. BDC workshop in the next couple of years and we're making models. Hey. I like the idea of you and I getting together one weekend and like hacking out a poster in a day or something. We Just could do multiple. Cool. We could. I got a table right over there. Like and chairs. We got a Oh my god. I mean, if I really wanted to, I can hack out a poster, you know, very quickly. That's true. It's the thinking and big like, old, hmm, what image day. do I use and which sticky note or phrase or word do I use today? That's what takes the longest part. The actual doing mm-hmm. it is not like too complex. That's true. Because again, why would That's I true. spend like years of my life and all my skills and try my absolute hardest for a poster that I'm not getting paid for to put on Instagram for 35 people to like it? Why would I do that? All right. So have you posted any of the posters on Behance at all? Uh, I haven't. I want to. I was going to do, do like a few a, series. Like a big collection, right? Yeah, the Instasis one I did mm-hmm. using one of the Moon River uh, photos. I kind of want to take a bunch of my other photos from that day and do a similar thing as that and then put that as a little mm-hmm. collection on Behance. I was going to do that. Um, and I was going to do one. Because there's, there's a few. There's some car ones I want to do that were like, the same kind of theme of layout, but then just apply that to a bunch of images and then put it up. So keep up with that. Yeah. And then today I was thinking, I was like, finally need to do some Forza photography. Yes. And I'm going to start off with doing a Porsche in game, my Porsche in game. Nice. And do some cool images and then turn that into a little poster series, I think. That'd be beautiful. So big stuff. Yeah. And then I, I deleted my NFT collection today so that I can re-upload it oh, on the other okay. blockchain so I don't have to pay anything to do it. Nice. I got to do that. That's a good thing. See if I can sell it. That'd be nice. Probably not, but we'll see. Be a big one. <laughs> yeah, you know, Hopefully, never some, say never. some rich guy out there wants to drop, you know, 50 grand and buy out my whole collection. That'd be sick. Like, oh, I like stretched space. I'm going to procure yeah. stretched space. And if I sell them all, then I'll carry on to doing stretched buildings and stretched sky and stretched plants and stretched i don't know something yeah possibly erotica could be very interesting stretched erotica possibly (laughs) i just think of the logo because i want to keep the logo the same but just change the the symbol in the middle so it's just like a really poorly drawn dong and then being stretched (laughs) that'd be pretty funny that would be pretty funny Oh man, I love that. I feel like that would, would have been like that. a three forty-five a.m. thing we would have done in like third year. Yeah, probably. Probably. Actually, we did do that with the fireman. Confidently, image. Remember that in the clay room, fourth year. Fireman. Uh, first oh, semester, fourth yeah. year. Yeah. Bruce walks in, and I don't. Someone up. has to have a picture of that. I don't, but 
Matt probably does. Matt has to. Because that was iconic. <laughs> There's been nothing on this world more iconic than that image right there. Uh, Brutal. Brutal. Yeah. yeah. But if uh, so, so if if you want to know the photo that Zach is talking about, the firefighter with the monster dong, then send us an email to hiapigdesigncompany.com and we will uh, forward you the image. That sounds so bad. Free of charge. No viruses attached. Or you can visit the website, www.bigdesigncompany.com. And if you have a podcast-specific question, email us hi.theprocesspodcast at gmail.com. And we will uh, peruse said emails. Mm. And uh, good old wacky, zacky, hacky, sacky. Yes, sir. What's our Instagram? Process underscore underscore podcast. Mm, beautiful. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you very much for listening. We'll see you tomorrow. Peace. The process.